kids uh, covering up his his eyes and his tears. I think he knows that there's something something serious. He's certainly in misery at the moment. More hamstring heartbreak for Gio Reyna as the young American sees his Bundesliga return spoiled by injury. We've got the latest updates on Reyna and just how much time he'll be missing. Meanwhile, some big names may have a stateside future on their radar. Hector Herrera with an offer on the table and Neymar with a surprising reason to want to join MLS. Plus an interview extravaganza as both Matt Turner and Bob Bradley stop by to chat. Just make sure not to get lost on this edition of Football America. You guys, look at my Nakaxa. Yes, wait, there it is. Nakaxa, baby. Amazon, baby. Amazon, Claudia. <laughs> Nakaxa! Welcome into the most powerful studio in all of American soccer. Ooh. Alongside Hercules Gomez, I am Sebastian Salazar. I think the only thing missing powerful studio. Uh, is if we had Eva Langoria here, owner of Necaxa, to join us. Wow, well, look at that. One of the owners. Yes, yeah, one of my A lot, long list of celebrity ownerships. Uh, so, yeah. Do you think her, her friend Claudia in the background knew what Necaxa was? Didn't seem to be. <laughs> no, I actually knew no. what those Pirma sweats were about no. or Pirma tights were about, but yeah. So uh, we got a lot coming up on this show. As you saw there, we got some great interviews. Matt Turner and Bob Bradley, I thought both were like really candid, really good interviews. You're, you're going to want to stick around for them. They're coming a little later <laughs> uh, in the show. Speaking of drama and tension, we got another dramatic weekend uh, in Liga Mekki, so we're going to cover all that. Plus something I don't think either of us has ever seen before from the U.S. women's national team, a game that we were both at Correct. Um, over the weekend. Of course, all of this will be on the podcast, which you can get in the ESPN. You're here, CP. my man. I am here in the flesh. What a moment. People Watch often say out. when they watch this show that one of us seems like we're about to jump through the screen and attack the other. Um, <laughs> there's no limitations today, so just, just be ready right. for everything. That's right. Uh, we got lots to get to, but let's start in Europe. The Bundesliga, to be precise, where... Uh, Gio Reyna made his first start in six months, Herc, on Sunday. Dortmund's 6-0 win over Borussia Mönchengladbach. Unfortunately, that's the good news. The bad news is that Reyna only lasted about 30 minutes before being subbed off with an apparent re-aggravation of the right hamstring injury that's kept him out since early September when he was actually hurt playing for the U.S. in World Cup qualifier. So, uh, obviously, you see him leaving the field in tears there, and, you know, the alarm bells start to go off. Everybody on hashtag USMNT Twitter uh, very, very worried over the weekend. Now, got some better news on Monday. Dortmund releasing this statement, not as bad as originally thought. Team doctors actually believe Reyna could be back to training with the team within 14 days, Herc. Uh, we got 31 days till the all or nothing World Cup qualifying window for the United States. Um, how worried do you think we should be about Reyna's participation in that window? Well, the window per se, that Mexico game, not too worried if it's just 14 days. Theoretically, he could get a, a game or two with Borussia Dortmund's schedule mm, under no his belt. No chance. No chance. Let me finish. Let me finish. But given that the initial injury happen, happened the 2nd of September mm -hmm. of 2021, that's 172 days ago, Seb. I'm very worried. Not just this window, but I'm worried about 
the World Cup being in jeopardy for Gio Reyna. It's a World Cup year. It's six months, going on to six months that this player has been missing due to a muscular injury. We're not talking about an ACL. There are players who come back from an ACL in about five to six months. I'm worried about him and him learning how to, one, listen to his body, and two, trust his body. These chronic injuries are very tricky. It doesn't matter how highly I think of Gio Reyna and his ceiling, if he can't get on the field and stay on the field, we should all be worried. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely worried. I don't think he's, I wouldn't be as optimistic as you, because two weeks is the best case scenario to return to training. You know a lot better than this, but returning to training doesn't mean you're match fit, right? Correct. Um, especially with the amount of time that he's had off. Um, so maybe best case scenario, you, you could call him in, but would you really rush him back then? You got three weeks to get him you know, fit for that Mexico game. The Mexico game is the big one here, yeah, right? And that's uh, the first one. Yeah, and so the idea of him starting in that match, I think, is, is overstated, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe you could rush him back and have him for 30 minutes, but if we're, you're, what you're saying is correct, that we should be careful, then that can't really be the idea um, either. Well, that's why I said the theoretically, if they say 14 days, you can get him back in that window, but given the circumstances, given the history, Seb, I don't know how you can realistically say this is a target date you should be aiming for yeah so is it Christian Pulisic territory yet remember there was like yep. a, uh, there was a stretch maybe three four months ago where we were talking about and you said World Cup but maybe career with somebody like Gio Reyna because this is obviously something that is now recurring for him best case scenario Seb it's a situation do you remember when Thomas Tuchel mm -hmm. pretty much pulled him at ha around halftime when he was like, hey, this doesn't feel good, doesn't mm. feel like it's right. And he pulled him and he's like, he needs to learn how to trust his body, needs to learn how to, how to go. Hopefully it's a case like that with a young player learning how to trust his body, learning how to go through injuries uh, and nothing, some, excuse me, and nothing uh, much more serious than that. If you look at Herc, like this season, which we thought was supposed to be the breakthrough for Reyna, uh, I think it's also going to be a setback in those terms, right? He had 45 appearances a year ago. This was supposed to be that next step. Eight appearances uh, so Fastest far this year. Fastest player to get to 50, Across. 50 yeah. games in the Bundesliga. Now. Maybe the one thing is we say worry, the U.S. is accustomed to playing without Gio Reyna at this point, right? So, I mean, if we're really being honest about it, like they have gone through this entire World Cup qualification campaign without Gio Reyna, they're comfortable. And at that position, Herc, they're even more comfortable. Yeah, let me just, before we end, one of the best players versus Mexico Nations League mm. was Gio Reyna. All right. Uh, let's move on to Hector Herrera. Uh, interesting news here for the Mexican international. Of course, right now is with Atletico Madrid. Reportedly, he's got an offer on the table from the Houston Dynamo Herc of MLS, first reported by Tom Bogert. Herrera would be a designated player. Playing time has been tough to come by uh, since he joined Atletico Madrid in 2019 from Porto. The big question here, I don't think, is whether Achiache would do this. I mean, there's a lot of players who at this point in their career would think about a move to a league like Major League Soccer. It's, will he be willing to do it, Herc? in this a World Cup year? What do you think? It, it makes sense for, for all parties involved, right? But I, I sense a little pain in your voice mm -hmm. when you say this. Yes. Why, why the pain, Seb? No, because, I mean, let's be honest. If you think of the list of Mexican players, okay. right, who have come to Major League Soccer, Chicharito, Carlos Vela, okay. Rodolfo Pizarro, Jurgen Dam, has any one of them at all helped their position with the national team or improved the role that they played in the national team since coming to MLS? Any one of those players? Well, different circumstances. So, but but, but did any of them did any of them become a bigger part of the national team after arriving in MLS? Okay, fair. Not a single. That's one. your argument, right? That's my argument. Can I give you a counter? I, go ahead. 
Okay, here's my counter to your argument about none of them became impact players with Mexican national team. Hector Herrera is going to be 32 years old in April. Hector Herrera is going on three years in Atletico. The first year played a little over a thousand minutes. Okay, mm -hmm. not quite the starter coming from being a captain at Porto, a Champions League team. The second year, a little over 600 minutes. This season, he's on par to do that again. He clearly has been affected mentally, his confidence, and those transatlantic flights. Okay, that's why Hector Herrera is playing bad for the national team. Oh, Come no, on, that's man. one of the. You've mentioned that. You've mentioned that as well. Now, you're telling me... Former, Herc's former teammate, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Former teammate. You're telling me that he'll be a free agent come summer and him going to Major League Soccer for two to three months before the World Cup, possibly his last World Cup, is on par with a Diego Linus making this decision and going to Major League Soccer. This is a guy who's going to be 32 no, years. No, of course. Last I mean, World those Cup. are different. No, no. So what I'm saying is give him the confidence to play in Major League Soccer, so be a starter. So he needs to play. Acheche needs, needs to play. Not only does he need to play right now, heading to his last World but Cup. Goalies, but goalies don't need to play, but Acheche needs to play, right? You know, if I brought up something that's good for the Mexican Maybe. national team or not good for the Mexican mm -hmm. national team, every time right. we talked about the U.S. men's national team, yeah. you would be livid. Incongruente. What does that got to do with anything? Hector Herrera right now needs confidence. And if two months of Major League Soccer... He started over the weekend. That's not confidence for you. When's the last time he started before that? Months. What I'm telling you here, and I know, you're, I know you're with me here, Hector Herrera is talented enough where all he needs is the confidence mm -hmm. heading into what possibly is, quite frankly, his last World Cup. He's not going to be Andres Guardado and he's going to play up to 37, 36 years old in Europe. Checks the box for Houston. Yes, Mexican national team player they've been dying to get. High-profile player. Checks the box for his family mm -hmm. and himself, designated player, life in the States, make your money close to home. And Tata Martino should be thankful as well. This mm. could be a win-win for all parties involved. It's only two months that he's in Major League Soccer before the World Cup. MLS money makes you comfortable, and comfortable players don't produce at the international uh, level. I give you the Mexico example. I give you the U.S. example from Cuba. Go back and look at the team that was on the field in Cuba. Different circumstances because it's going to be two months of Major League Soccer for a guy who doesn't play right now. So coming back to Major League Soccer makes you a better player? That's exactly what I said. How'd you say for that? So it's not going to make him a worse player. That's exactly what I okay. said. So is it not going to make him a worse player? Seb, I've, given you, I've given you examples of Mexican players. Can I give players. you an example? The, the U.S. literally failed to qualify player. for the last World Cup because tell guys me. were comfortable in MLS. That has nothing to do with this circumstance. It's right, you're talking months. about bringing Mexican stars back to MLS to get fat and happy in a World Cup year. Fat That's going to be terrible for the Mexican Let me ask you team. a question. Carlos Vela, okay? You're acting, like, you're acting like this player has Let no other finish. options. Let me That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about if it would work. Now, Carlos Vela comes back to Major League Soccer, gets on Barcelona's radar. You didn't <laughs> talk about fat and oh, happy. Where is Did that? Did he go to Barcelona? Where is that? It takes two. It takes LAFC wanting to let him go. It takes Barcelona wanting to pay the price. Was Carlos Vela a worse player for coming back to Major League Soccer? Uh, did he produce for Was the Carlos national Vela team? a worse player for coming back to Major League Soccer? Yes, for the Was Mexican Carlos national Vela team, yes, yes. Because after he came back to, Mexico, to MLS, he never played for the Mexican national team again. So, yes, he was a much worse player. Oh Correct. My God. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Oh, do you, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what? It's actually a great example. It's actually a great example. No, bring us back to the two shot. You want to talk about Carlos Vela? Where was he before the 2018 World Cup? Because he did this exact same thing. He's the player, right? You're going to tell me that Carlos Vela had a great World Cup in 2018, aren't you? That's LAFC's fault. That's Major League Soccer's fault. No, no, no. But you're saying that Hector... What are you saying? 
No, mira, are you going to talk about the thing or are you going to just say, what am I saying? No, Hector Herrera is talking about, about coming is talking about coming to Major League Soccer months before a World Cup. What did Carlos Vela Two do? Months he came months before, before a World, World Cup. Cup. And what happened to Carlos He's on Vela? A team he doesn't what happened play to Carlos for? Vela? Wide against Sweden. Shot off target after shot off target. Go back. That's a, not Carlos Vela's. That's not Major no, League Soccer. No, his left footed shot in the World Cup missing target what is Carlos he Vela's fault. He was in MLS. That Bro. made him bad. Are you trying yes. To, he, he was in Real Sociedad. He was at a level that when he was playing, that's where he should have been. He should have come to Mexico as a European player, and so he would have been great. Carlos Vela's shortcomings before Real Sociedad are on Major League Soccer as well. Wait, we're not talking about that. I don't know what you're talking about because you're picking and choosing when it works for you. You're picking and choosing when a goalkeeper playing well, we or not playing works for you. We can't do this studio, studio. I'm going to strangle you. You have a player who was three months in MLS, went to the World Cup, and didn't produce at the World Cup. Carlos Vela. Now you're telling me Hector Herrera, another player, is going to come to MLS and produce at the World Cup? I understand your disdain for Major League Soccer. I do. You've been a DC United fan for all your life. I understand uh, the disdain for Major League Soccer. Yeah, let, I'm, I'm upset at Major you, League Soccer because I gave you a career and now we're here. You, let me ask you... Really quick, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's better for Hector Herrera to be a two-bit player at Atletico heading into the World Cup? I don't know that he'll be a two-bit player at Atletico. He just got to start. I think he can play more. And I don't. And by the way, look at it's the not trend. guaranteed look to be at Atletico. Trend. He's, he's got six. Look at the trend right now. Okay. Let's say all things are the same. Okay. Does it have to be Atletico? There are other options. I'm he has asking six. you. A, you put up these hypotheticals. Answer the question. No, no. If but, all things stay the yes, same, Hercules, is it good but, for him? If he stays at Atletico, but you're saying that's the only option. The truth is his contract ends in three months. He could stay in but Europe and not stay at Atletico. you're saying the only option for him to go to Major League Soccer is he gets worse. Yes. That's I, what you're saying. Yes. I you're think if you go to a worse... If when you, it works for you, which is insane, If Seb. you go to a worse level of training and a worse level of game competition in the months before a major tournament, there's nothing logically that tells but me... But you're assuming improve. it'll be worse than what he's already at right now because you're he right. doesn't play right now. You're right. Houston Dynamo and Atletico Madrid, very comparable on, on many fronts. Okay. Uh, did you, you see this? Did you see this? You got CONCACAF. I don't know how to say you got CONCACAF other than it's Achiache involved, but it's a European game and a European referee. Codazo! I, I was wish, it un sin no. I wish this was you and this was me. I wish that was this referee <laughs> the, right the now. The unintentional. He caught him though. That was legit. Oh, no, that does hurt. Not the face. Not the face. Please. No, no. He's put a lot of face. money into that face, oh, come bro. On. No, I mean, he has. Let's, come on. Let me, oh, jeez. The beautiful uh, Hector Herrera there. CONCACAF. Neymar, uh, also potentially ready to join MLS. Quote, I would love to play in the United States, he said to a, uh, I think it was a Brazilian podcast. I'd like to play there for at least a season. The main reason for me to play in MLS is that the season is short. So it would give me three months of vacation. That way I could play for a few more years. Herc, is uh, Neymar dishing out the ugly truth about MLS, the retirement league, or uh, is it time for him to get lost? It can be a little of both. I think it's more time for him to get lost because, I mean, there's nobody that has three, four months of vacation time. And let's say worst case scenario, you play for Inter the last two seasons and you're done. Come October and you start again. It's what, two months at at most? Mm -hmm. It's not too different than a long vacation in Liga Mekis or whatever. The thing here is he's stating what Major League Soccer would so love to shed, which is that retirement. I actually disagree with that, dude. I don't think they'd love to shed it. I think they say that, but I think it helps the league because it attracts players like Zlatan. Uh, Neymar's not coming here unless it's to retire, bro. Well, hold on. Zlatan didn't come in here and say, I want to retire. That's the difference. I think Neymar is coming in here saying, like, I specifically want a long vacation in February. I want want Carnaval. 
Hold on, but, but I think Neymar specifically says, <laughs> I want my long layoff, I want my party time, I want my fiesta, my carnaval. Yeah. That's exactly what Major League Soccer would love to shed, and that's where I don't have an issue with it, but that's where I think Major League yeah. Soccer would have an issue with it. Now, if I'm Neymar, I don't think this affects me either way. I think if I want to go to Major League Soccer, Major League Soccer is going to bend over backwards to make it happen, especially if he's at a good age when it does happen. I don't care if they yeah, get the whole month of February off. Major League Soccer would make it happen. Yeah, I, I don't think that'll happen. I think his contract, I think, is still 2025. So he'll be 34 when that contract ends. Um, he said he, before that he would play till it was like 32. So I don't think there's going to be much Neymar left. this may be left. his last World Cup as well. Yeah, so. I don't think there's going to be much Neymar left when you get to, what is that, 2026. But hey, imagine that player in that year with the World Cup coming here for MLS. It'd be a huge coup. And actually, when I think about guys like Ronaldo and Messi, we've heard those rumors before. I actually think Neymar's a better fit for MLS than those guys. I, I think those guys would struggle here, like the frustration level. Neymar's saying, and you're right here, he wants the other part of MLS. Like, exactly. Zlatan was incredibly frustrated with the footballing part of MLS. Neymar would come here and be like, that's not really why I'm here, guys. Neymar's going to tell you exactly why he's here. It's going to yep. be, uh, what was that, uh, golf, uh, Wales, yes. then Wales, Madrid. golf, Madrid. Yeah, uh -huh. it's Carni Carnival, then Inter Miami, then Brazil yeah. on that one. <laughs> uh, here's the issue with Neymar, and we've seen this before, but in Major League Soccer, but we've also seen in Liga MX, Ronaldinho mm -hmm. was at 33, 34 years of age going through Querétaro. Yep. That's exactly what it was. I remember playing against Ronaldinho on a Sunday in Puebla, and next thing, later on that evening, open up my social media, and he's at the Coco Bongo in, in Cancun, partying it up. Private jet to get mm -hmm. there. It's the other side of what he wanted to experience. He did what he already wanted to do at the world level. You can't blame him for wanting that side of his life later yeah. on. But interesting dilemma for Major League Soccer if it does happen. Yeah. Either way, a flight from South Florida to Carnival or, uh, sorry, his sister. His sister's birthday uh, would be much easier from, yeah. from Major League Soccer this than it would be from anywhere about. else. Let's it's talk about Neymar's former club. Barcelona had a nice 4-1 win over Valencia on Sunday. And how about the performance from Serginho Dest? He started and he played the full 90 as Barcelona. There we go, Serginho. Stayed just above the line for Champions League football next year. Right now they are fourth on goal differential over the defending La Liga champions, Atletico Madrid. After the game, our Gemma Soler spoke with Dest. Let's hear that, plus some comments from his manager, Xavi Hernandez. Um, I feel good on my personal level, you know, Xavi gave me the trust now today to play again. And uh, yeah, if I, if I don't play, I always train harder to get into the team again, you know. So I will never stop and uh, yeah, as I said, if I don't train, if I don't play, I train uh, really hard to get my, uh, my stamina back and everything and uh, get stronger. And then when I can play, I try to uh, show that uh, I want to be there. Pero no només els tres, vull dir, Araujo, el Mingueza com surt, el Jordi Alba, el Busquets, el, tots els que estan jugant, el Serginho està a un nivell molt bo, molt. Quan vam venir no estava bé, ara està espectacularment bé, tant en defensa com en atac. Molt bé, la veritat, content de la, de la millora i del, del progrés de, de l'equip i de tots a nivell individual. All right, that seems strange. That's like a total 180 from the Xavi in Barcelona that were ready to ship Serginho Dest in the transfer window. You buying this turnaround from the Barcelona coach? Oh, no. <laughs> My Catalan is a little rusty, but I understood everything he said. Mm -hmm. When he got there, reports were, Serginho Dest, this is all your fault. Barcelona's mm -hmm. demise is all your fault. The reason we don't win is all your fault. The reason Leo Messi left is your fault, Serginho Dest. Now it's like, I love Serginho. Mm -hmm. Look how well he did. 
Spectacular performance, but it's not just Serginho Desi spoke highly of. Gabi, Pedri, Aubameyang. Yeah, the question was actually not even about Serginho Desi. So, it was about the other young guys. So I right? get, Nico, I get, Pedri, yes, Gabi. Yeah. Nico, Pedri, Gabi. I get what he's doing. And then he named half of the rest of the team <laughs> he before he got to Desi. That everybody played well. So yeah. I'm not buying it. What I do love, though, is it'd be very easy for a young player, especially a young player, to pack it in. The coach mm. doesn't like mm. me. It's whatever. I'll probably have another team waiting yep. up, lined up. And he does have other teams lined up. And we know that. he will have yeah. other teams lined up. And he didn't do that. Serginho Dest maybe a lot of things. Yeah. But he's not quitting. Yeah. He's not quitting on Barcelona. And it seems to me like he wants to prove his worth to Xavi. So, uh... Take it for what it's worth, but do I buy the 180 that Xavi's trying to sell us? No, not for one bit. You know, I think also maybe I don't buy necessarily that Xavi was the one driving the dest out narrative at Barcelona. I feel like that's more a boardroom level thing because we all know, and we've said it on this show before, Serginho Dest, because he's a right back, because he's pretty good, because he's American, has a value. Barcelona's story, the narrative around the club is nothing more than a money story right now. Yeah. They need money. So I think that was the get Dest out narrative that we were hearing. Xavi, if he's anything of a decent coach, he's not going to come in and in a couple weeks sentence a talented, valuable asset to the bench You're, and, and, and to not ever yeah, being a part of the team let's, anymore. Let's not be naive enough to think that Xavi didn't have his ear to the ground for Barcelona and already have the lay of the land. Like, he knew exactly what he was getting into, who the players were, et cetera, et cetera. And he is, Serginho Dest, a Ronald Koeman type of guy. Do you, do you think at least Dest is potentially changing Xavi's opinion? Like, I mean, at least he's starting over Danny Alves. Like, there was a one point where when well, Danny Alves is ahead of him, you're saying... 38, 38 years old yeah. and a red card. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's run it back. There was some, uh, some great plays from Americans and a couple Mexicans uh, across Europe over the weekend. Lots to get to. Brendan Aronson, third league goal of the season for Red Bull Salzburg in a 2-0 win over second place Wolfsburg. Seb, this play happened for him at midfield. It's the 94th minute. Look at the motor on this kid. Look where he's at. He... Raise his hand, I'm over here, and then he finishes it up. 94th minute, yeah, you like that. Back-to-back -back games with goals for Aronson in the Austrian Bundesliga. Jordan Pivak, 15th goal of the season. It comes from the penalty spot. He had an assist in this game too, Herc. Uh, uh, listen, I know I say Brendan Aronson is Mr. Running Back, but Jordan Pivak's yeah. getting a run for his money. That's, what is that, 19 goals, three assists, and 32 matches? Wow. My man's on fire. Bigger and better are gonna come knocking. Young Boys finishes the game in a 2-2 draw against Grasshopper there in the Swiss Super League. Elsewhere for the Americans, not just goals, assist to Tyler Adams coming on for the last 10 minutes of RB Leipzig's 6-1 win over Hertha Berlin. And yes, he did pick up a helper. Oh, nice little assist. Listen, my man was playing as a starting That is very back. much a Football America's assist. Whatever, it's an assist. He was playing as a starting, a starting back Okay, starting center back, excuse me, against Real Sociedad in Europa League, uh, which was a disaster. I have no idea why they put him there. Gets yanked at half. It's good to see him coming on and being productive. Now this is a Football Américas assist. Josh Sargent, his first Premier League assist. Uh, it came on Saturday as North fell 3-1 to Liverpool. <laughs> okay, it's an assist in quotations, but my man has got two goals and an assist in quotations in his last three starts. You know what that's called? A, a run of a form? Dad strength. Uh, <laughs> you're right. The, the, congratulations to the uh, 
to the new father. And he did it there at Anfield, too, which is, uh, of course, one of the iconic venues in all of world football. Cole Bassett, look, we, we were upset to see him in the under-21 game last week. Here he is making his full Eredivisie debut for Feyenoord uh, over the weekend. It's pretty cool, man. Littleton, Colorado represent 20 years old from the Colorado Rapids to the Eredivisie. I know I gave him a little bit of shtick. Why are we putting on you know, a guy who just played for the U21s? This is why. Came on in the 88th minute of a 3-1 win. Raul Jimenez playing for Wolves against Leicester City with his third Premier League assist of the season as Wolves picked up a big 2-1 win. This is a good assist, uh, good back to goal play. Look, two goals, two assists in his last six games, Seb. Also, all four of his goals this season have been game winners. Only Cristiano Ronaldo has more in the Premier League. How about that? Mm. Bring it to the national team. Mm. Uh, Wolves right now rolling, dude. Uh, seventh, not that far off the top four. Orbelin Pineda on Monday making his La Liga debut. Uh, Celta Vigo and Levante played to a 1-1 draw. He came on as a 63rd minute oh! sub and oh, almost scored there in the 86th. I thought he played well. Let's hear from uh, Orbelin and his manager after the game. Sí, muy contento, emocionado, la verdad que un gran paso en mi carrera y bueno, a seguir preparándolo y dando lo mejor de los Orbelinos. Sí, dentro de la cancha entran los nervios, pero bueno, tratar de acostumbrarme, de dar lo mejor de mí, poder ayudar a mis compañeros y a mis instituciones y bueno, a seguir preparándolo de la mejor manera para dar un buen espectáculo. Nos, nos, llevaba, nos llevaba el balón y sobre todo el lado de Orbelín este, lo llevaba el balón y terminaba de punta muchas veces cruzado y necesitábamos con la ventaja de sostener un orden, ¿no es cierto? Eh, pero bueno, también eh, son los primeros minutos que le toca, la, este, la energía de, 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 bueno, que le mostraba, de un montón de cosas, pero, pero bueno, obviamente de mi lado como entrenador este, trataba de sostener un orden, sobre todo con el marcador por, por delante. Claudette, the manager, not exactly a uh, high praise there for Orbelin on his debut, huh? Ouch! I Here's mean, the goal that came uh, after Orbelin checked into the match. I guess, I guess it's, now it's uh, culpa de Orbelin, no? If you're reading between the lines, he's Blame saying dust. pretty much he's playing the blame game and Orbelin is uh, a Bro, lot on his first that game, goal. that's harsh, right? You don't do that in a, in a guy on his debut. I mean, Come on, seem harsh. Claudette, uh, not quite the etiquette you would want, but maybe there's some truth to it. The no. disordering caused... Levante to, to equalize there, ouch. Luca Martinez Dupuy, a name to remember, son of Argentine parents, born in Mexico. He's played for L3's U21, scored against Boca Juniors this weekend in the Argentine top flight. Uh, reports say that he's set to sign with Atlanta United, along with the purchase option of 50%. This could be big for Atlanta, the Mexico-Argentino coming to Atlanta, huh? 20-year-old plays for Rosario Central, who tweeted out celebrating not the Argentine, not the Argentine Mexican, no, el Mexicano. Uh, so maybe a, a, a window into where he's leaning there, a dual national for sure that Mexico will be hoping to land. Pasión, determinación y constancia es lo que te hace campeón y mantiene tu actitud de ride or die baby. eBay Motors tiene lo que necesitas para darle mantenimiento a tu vehículo y para llegar hasta el rendimiento máximo. Desde sobrealimentadores, sistemas de sonido, tubos de escape, luces LED y más. Si buscas velocidad, potencia o estilo, lo encontrarás todo en eBay Motors. Con más de 122 millones de piezas, siempre encontrarás justo lo que buscas. Y con Guaranteed Fit de eBay, tienes la garantía de que tu pieza quede perfectamente a la primera o se te devuelve tu dinero. Porque con eBay Motors, quemas llantas y no tu dinero. 
con las piezas que buscas, a los precios que quieres, tu auto se convertirá en el MVP que te dará el triunfo. eBay Motors. eBayMotors.com. Solo para artículos elegibles se aplican restricciones. Ok, Herc, time for another rendition of either... Neither or both, as we focus in on a couple of Liga MX managers on the hot seat. Vasco Aguirre, his Rayados lost 1-0 to Puebla over the weekend. Santiago Solari, ugh, his America, 3-1 losers against Pachuca. Herc, who has more valid excuses? Because oh, we have heard some excuses from both right. these managers for their struggles. Uh, wow. Pick your poison here. Loaded I, question. I, yeah, I have to go with uh, Santiago Solari. Let's just be honest. Things are different at Club America. No que la exigencia de la América. Yeah. No that, oh my, the, no, no club in Mexico yeah. like America and pressure and pressure. Uh, that's you, not me. Uh, let right. me ask you a question. Do you remember the America of old? That deep pocket, that Televisa money? They were literally the richest club in all of Mexico. Yeah. One of the richest in Latin America. That is Rayados now. Uh, Santiago Solari, also the man that all he wanted for Christmas, all he wanted was his right winger. Mm -hmm. That's all he wanted. Give me Uriel Antuna. Nope. Going to Cruz Azul. Okay, give me Paulo Arriola. Nope. He's going to FC Dallas. Okay, please get me somebody. Sendejas and Otero. That's who he got. This guy who no longer, America, who no longer counts with the best players in all of Liga Americas. You go line per line, goalkeeper, defenders, midfielders, forwards. You're not talking about the best players in Liga Americas, but you know who does have that? Rayados. Rayados. They're also the best coach in Mexican history. Bye. Javier, I wear a baseball cap. Aguirre. Exagerado. Now, listen, exagerado. we're splitting hairs when it comes to these excuses, and this is what it is. Yeah, because both guys have teams that should be playing way better. Way better. Mm -hmm. But I saw this coming with America. Yeah, you I did. did. I did not see this coming with Rayados. You did, and, and I didn't see it coming with America, but I've now come around to it, and it was really... Oh, look at that. It's, it was the Pachuca game is, was bad, man. It was bad. And, and you, you kind of went line by line. You watch this America team. There are no difference makers anymore. There's yeah. nobody that can. There is. He's not healthy. Yeah. Pedro Aquino. Okay. All right. Okay. But uh, like, I'm talking about attacking. Guys who can get into the, the final third and make a goal. Yeah. America really has maybe a guy or two who can finish. But they don't have difference makers anymore. No, they don't. And you look at Rayados, man. What a team. What a team. Incredible. I would say that definitely, if Aguirre goes, the next manager will do more with that team. I don't believe the same about America. Huh? I think the next manager comes in, and they might not be 16th place like they are now, but they're not going to be good. Let's move on to the next question, because this one is actually, Herc, a little bit more pressing. Okay. Who do you think is more likely to finish the season between the two? Solari, Aguirre. Either, neither, both. <laughs> neither. I, you think they both get canned before yeah, the end of the campaign? Yeah, can I read you? Look, three of the next four read. games... Okay, for, yes I can, thank you. I, I've learned how. Three of the next four games for Club America, okay? Chivas, yeah, yeah. Pumas, and Monterrey. Three of the next four games. Like any of those next four games that Solari does not win, he's out. Pumas is next, by the way, and he's already yeah. proven come playoff time how much they've not done well against Pumas. And let me read you really quick the second half of the season for Javier Aguirre, okay? Javier Aguirre closes out the season with Tigres, Chivas, Pumas, Atlas, Pachuca, all to close out the ceiling. Those are some pretty good teams today in Liga MX. Javier Aguirre is under the gun, yes, uh, because he's got the richest roster in all of Liga MX because of his trajectory, his history uh, as a coach, because it's Rayados and all eyes on Rayados today. He's got 
players who can turn it around. One, I think, I, just to go back to that on America, this team is not going to play better for, for Solá. It's just not going to happen. Rayos, just on the talent alone, just on the talent alone could figure it out enough to, to do something. The other thing is he's he's got the CCL title still. Like, that that's worth something, and it's something Solari doesn't have. The other Rayos. thing... They, they win that all the time. Okay, but it's but it's not nothing. Solari has none of that goodwill built up in terms of title. Sure, he's got the regular season success and all that. The other thing is there's a report now from ESPN that there's basically an ultimatum for Solari. Win against Pumas or you're gone. That was the and last... honestly, they lost to Mazatlan. They lost to Pachuca. They lost to San Luis. They're not going to beat Pumas. By the way, I took the plus 800 versus Pachuca two goals. Yeah, no, me dijiste. Yeah, you didn't well, tell. I told Come you about on, that one. But, but let me really quickly, when we're talking about Rayados... Rayados today has more pressure on them than I've ever seen before. Their fans yeah. are angry. Their fans are upset. Did you see that? Did you see that video online? I actually I saw it. I think I saw it out of your tweet. Yes. Was that basically the Rayados fans have gone to the uh, team facilities. They're like blocking the players in as they're trying to leave in cars. The conversations were honestly scenes that are they're unbelievable. Ca- the cars. No, no, they were egging cars. They weren't trying. Well, yes, okay. Uh, not literally egging cars, but, but they're going in the direction. Yeah, and the and the fans are, are like crowding the vehicles. The players Where are like rolling down their windows know. and doing interviews yes. with fans, bro. It's, it's Did you ever seen anything like that when you were there in Mexico? Not to that extent. But you were, you're, we're getting to this yeah. delicate line where it's borderline ultras of what you've seen in Latin America, we see South America, and it's scary because there's no security. The next event could be something that changes Mexican football forever. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It is a scary, scary situation. Something uh, needs to be done about that because you cannot have uh, these players just basically swarmed as they're trying to leave the training facility. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. She believes Cup over the weekend. U.S. playing New Zealand in Carson, California. Her- both you and I were in the stands for this one. You were in the stands. I was working, like usual. U.S. 5-0 winners on the day, but that wasn't the story. No, the story is this. Michaela Moore, the New Zealand center back, scored three own goals in the first half. Her, oh. In the stadium, as you're witnessing it, you just, I mean. Gut-wrenching. Uh, yeah, good word. Your, your heart really yeah. breaks for her. The second goal is not her fault at all. Like, it hits her in the Are any of deflection. them? Like, I feel yeah. old goals generally are accidental, of course, you know. Yeah, you don't want to put in your own net, but things like this, you're facing That's a bad your one. own That's net. A bad one. That's a bad, bad one. one. You're yeah. trying to make a play on the first one, but it's minute five, it's minute six, and it's minute 36. And it's the same player with three own goals. So they fell in the fifth minute, in the sixth minute, and then in the 36th minute, and in the 40th minute, she got subbed off. Didn't even uh, make it to halftime. And that was really what, for me, was kind of the interesting part of this, right? Like, how do you handle this? Um, Herc, are you cool with it? With more being subbed off, or should she have been allowed to stay on and find a way to play through it? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. It's not that I'm cool with it, but I'm okay with it. it are you saying that from the player's standpoint or the manager's standpoint? Both. A, both. The player wants that. Klim Kova, the, the, the manager of New mm-hmm. Zealand, like I was watching as more came off, like literally made a point to come up mm-hmm. and embrace her and console her, and they were both hugging, and you can tell that more was in tears. You can tell that she was having a hard time. It seemed to me like Klim Kova just wanted to take her out of a bad situation. Right. Like, hey, 
don't worry, forget about it, because it wasn't going to get any better. If Why not wait till halftime half, then? Why not wait till halftime so it's at least Cause, not... Because it wasn't going to get any better. It could have only gotten worse. It was five minutes, man. It's a meaningless game. Except, like, except you're you, not in the because business. Because at some point, don't you humiliate the player? Players. You're in the business of trying to win games. But you're not going to win this game. Level. So at this point, but you're in the business of growth. Worse. No, it's not growth. It's not a youth national team. This is a professional environment. So players want to come off? It, it, it seemed to me like a mercy. Mm. It seemed to me like she was helping the player out. It, I mean, if you saw that first half, every touch that she had, every time she was facing her own goal, every time, because it seemed like a track meet. They were yeah. playing a high line, and it was through ball after through ball. Every cross they could not deal with, she seemed uneasy. It was a moment that you just felt like, oh, get her off. Like, she just didn't want to be there. And when she came off and you saw them embrace, because I paid attention mm -hmm. to it, it was one of these, like, don't worry about it, you know, it, it, this happens type of deals. But it was really heartbreaking. Yeah, you know what's extra sad about it? It was her 50th yeah. cap. So something that she should have remembered for all the right reasons, obviously going to remember for all the wrong reasons. Let's talk about the performance itself because we were both there to witness it live. Uh, the USA wins 5-0. But, her, how did they play? How did they play? You know what's crazy, Seb? They go off to a 3-0 lead in 36 minutes. And I'm about to say the performance in the final third was very lacking. It was. Are you saying that because the own goals? Because I saw some of this online that people are like, well, they didn't score all in the first half. It was own goals. No, no, dude, not, own not goals just, are a result they were of very, pressure. They were very wasteful. They were very wasteful. This is a New Zealand team that just, they, they didn't sit back. They pressed and played a high line, and it was a track meet. Makario had so many chances. I mean, she wasted a, a, a three-on-one in a very selfish way. It didn't seem precise. It didn't seem crisp in the final third. I know it's a very young team. Mm -hmm. But you can see how young and naive they were in the final third. And when you're playing against that type of rival, because anytime they crossed the ball, New Zealand had all sorts of problems. Anytime they were trying to defend any type of pressure in the midfield, all sorts of problems. They were very wasteful. Yeah. And I don't think you're going to get these type of opportunities against every single team. Nope. I think longer against high quality. Long gone are the days that the yeah. U.S. Women's National Team are going to get by because they're better. They're just better talent-wise. I think a lot of the nations are catching up, especially tactically. Not that they were very wasteful in the first half. So I, I don't share your pessimism in the performance. I share your concern in the finishing because it's not just this game. Before this game, in the 13 matches prior for the U.S. women, which goes back to the beginning of the Olympics, yeah. they've been shut out five times, right? So that's just a number. Let me give you more context. In the 120 games prior to that, they'd been shut out four times, going back to the 2015 World Cup. So this team never gets shut out. And since the Olympics, the offense has not been rolling. What I will say is, if you compare it to the first game of the She Believes Cup, it was way better. Because it's pretty much, I think, somewhat level opposition there. You go off FIFA rankings, you go off history, Czech Republic, New Zealand. They scored five goals. Right. The team is getting younger. The team is getting faster. So and they I, will learn. There was a market improvement yes. there. I think we can say that. Let's see if the improvement continues on Wednesday with the third and final match of the She Believes Cup for the United States. They will be facing off against Iceland. Again, that's Wednesday. Coverage starts at 9 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN2 and, of course, streaming live on the ESPN app. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. 
All right, Herc, time for our parting shot for the third straight show. It has to do with the Portland Timbers and their handling of domestic violence allegations against Andy Polo. Last week, I told you that Timbers owner Merritt Paulson had called me to take issue with my facts. Well, how about these facts, as reported by The Athletic? Apparently, the Timbers did not report the allegations to Major League Soccer until last week when the accusations against Polo became public. Of course, the initial incident we know was way back in May 23rd. MLS has announced they will conduct an independent investigation. Herc, your thoughts? Where do I start? I I've got a few thoughts on this. Um, the first is I'm very surprised at a few things. I'm surprised that Gavin Wilkinson still has a job, mm -hmm. one. He was part of... Timbers GM. Mm -hmm. Yes, he was part of the Thorns um, ongoing well. investigation and the setup with the Paul Riley and everything that happened there. And it wasn't even called into question until the Thorn players demanded and enlisted demands that he be removed, administrative leave, which he was from the Portland Thorns, mm. not the Timbers. Now this is number two on him for the Timbers. Why is Merritt Paulson protecting an individual like this? And, and number two, why is Major League Soccer quiet? Why have we not heard anything from Major League Soccer? This because is an ongoing know. pending investigation. They didn't know. Well, you know now. Mm. So why not speak to it? Because this silence is damning. Yeah. Uh, I won't say much. All I will say is that it looks like a cover up, and it looks like a second cover up involving the Portland organization and very serious allegations, and it looks like that under Merritt Paulson. So, again, what we said last show and what we said on the show before that. These questions need to be answered, and they need to be answered in the light of day. This platform is available to Merritt Paulson should he decide to speak. But whether he speaks to us or he speaks to somebody else, at some point, Herc, this is so serious, he's got to respond for it. Major League Soccer as well. There you go. Okay, that's it for this edition of Football Americas. We got a huge show. You thought this show was huge? We got a huge show Thursday. Chicharito Hernandez. In studio, in studio, my man, can you imagine it? It's going to be different. It's going to be different. It's, it's going to be, be different. different, that's all I can say. Yep, uh, we're also efforting an interview with Phil Neville, who you've taken many shots at on this show. Did that the should go say well. Dr. Phil Neville? <laughs> and maybe, and maybe even Jeran Shakiri. Okay? This is, this is the behind-the-scenes work that's happening here at Football Americas, all ahead of Thursday's show. Don't miss it right here on ESPN+. Real captain. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate.